It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. This is a playoff edition here as we are we are complete with the regular season. We're on to the playoffs. I'm uh, Max Carroll, joined by my co-host Austin Weinrich. How you doing, Austin? Uh, doing good. Excited for some uh, wild card weekend, and it's going to be wild. We have six games for the first time ever, and I'm excited. Old Saturday, yep. old Sunday is going to be wasted. Yeah, yeah, not not just Sunday now. Now it's Saturday and Sunday, just completely gone by the wayside. So uh, that's great. The NFL uh, finds a way to to do that to us more often than anything that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Just turn you into a couch potato and watch watch some games. So just ruined so many relationships and families. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've ruined you know. I, Hey, they didn't have any games on Christmas Eve this year. They pushed that back. But, I mean, you're talking about Thanksgiving. Um, you know, college football has kind of taken over New Year's now. Just football in general has just destroyed a lot of holidays and and uh, a lot of families, like you said, probably. So we're, uh, we're into it now. We're into the thick of it. We got three games, like Austin said. We got three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. We're going to break down those games and how we're feeling. Uh, but let's start off with what happened last weekend first. Let's touch on that because uh, as Giants fans, we were not happy about it. Uh, and that's kind of where we want to start off with here. Let's let's talk about this, this NFC East decided by, uh, you know, Doug Peterson saying, let's uh, let's let's see how our quarterbacks are. Let's let's put in the third stringer and evaluate our third string quarterbacks that we know what we have going into next year. When you have a rookie who's looked pretty damn good and you want to sit him in a close game that this other team that you're playing is trying to get into the playoffs, no better position for a rookie quarterback to see what you got. And they say, no, we're going to go with Sudfeld and put in the third stringer. What did you think about that? Oh, it was hilarious. I just have one question to ask. Roger Goodell about it. Is that tanking? Wait, what's that you say, Roger? Oh, you haven't said anything about it. Yeah, it's not a it's not a good look for the NFL, especially with the BS reason that was given of, hey, let's uh, let's see what we got in the quarterback room. I want to see, you know, I want to evaluate the talent that we have. This guy Sudfeld, he's been in the league for like four years now. So, I mean, what what exactly are you evaluating? Everybody knows that this was a tank job. They all know. The Eagles probably would have won that game if Hurts stays in. And guess what? We're looking at the Giants in the playoffs instead of instead of Washington. So, uh, a lot of – I'm sure Ron Rivera is sending uh, God knows what to, to Peterson saying, thank you, thank you so much, because we probably wouldn't have won that game if you didn't sit – uh, Jalen Hurts the issue is it really it it moved them up three picks so it's nothing like that crazy yes they're probably now in that quarterback territory that second tier top tier quarterback uh, Zach Jones or (laughs) a lot of people I've seen mock drafts already come out saying that they're going to take the North Dakota State guy another FCS guy. Like mm. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him. I know the I know the big three right now are obviously Trevor Lawrence, Fields, Justin Fields, and Zach Wilson from BYU. Uh those are the big three. 
I guess what what were they if they won that game they would have been picking ninth. Yep. And now they're picking sixth. So yeah, I guess if you're looking at it like that, it does give you a it gives you more ammunition if you want to move up. You're still going to have to give up a ton, but at least you're within that range where if you're picking ninth and you're trying to trade up to one or two, it's not going to happen. But why I mean should they even be picking a quarterback that high anyway? I mean, Jalen Hurts, he he did look good. Yeah, and you just picked uh, him in the second round, so now you're saying one of those two picks is wasted. Yeah, I I find it hard to believe that the the Eagles are going to spend another pick on a, a high pick on a quarterback when they have so many other issues. But this whole thing was just—I mean, you saw the reaction from a lot of the players. And it was just like, hey, what, what is going on? Like, you, you guys are, are obviously giving up this game. And maybe, maybe it was just more obvious. I mean, if, if, it, if there weren't so, if, if there weren't playoff implications, probably nobody would give a shit. But if that game was buried at like four o'clock, no one would have even paid attention. You know, there'd be a couple little grumblings, but since it was the primetime game, national television. Roger Goodell's got to be so pissed about it. Yeah, it's just not it's not good. And like 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 we said, as Giants fans, uh, you know, not that the Giants deserve to make the playoffs because they didn't and they don't. But, uh, you know, when it when it was when it's right there and to, and to be fair, I mean, the Giants, yeah, they went six and ten, but they played some close. Like You look at their schedule, the only one game. That they or two, I think two games that they lost were more than a one possession. Yeah, it just sucks that they started. What was it, uh, one and seven or something? Yeah, and they, I mean, yeah, they went one. They started one and seven. They went five and three down the stretch, which is respectable. I mean, you go five and three in both halves of the season, you're ten and six. You're in the playoffs. So their one and seven start just obviously ruined. You know, what makes me even a little bit more upset is that they even gave us the hope that they would make the playoffs. So I know me, you and our other buddy, Jerry, we were all tuned into that game Sunday night. And when J- when they sat Jalen Hurts in the third, whatever quarter it was, we were all livid. And, you know, I know you I know when we were talking about it, you said that it came from upstairs. And, and- I did, because you don't do that unless you have job security that. You're going to stick around. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, Jeffrey Lurie just wanted, you know, he wanted to move up three picks. I mean, and and the crazy thing is, is that the defense was playing so well, they still had a chance to win that game. I was waiting for them to put Hertz back in, to be honest. I mean, after, you know, Sudfeld comes in and he throws, he threw a pick, right? I mean, he fumbled the snap immediately and then he throws a pick and it's and it's like all right well now now we know that you know have you not seen enough of this guy he's <laughs> two drives he's turned it over twice you know have we not seen enough you know what you're getting with this guy so it's it it was frustrating and obviously you know the giants are sitting at home because it not 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 because of it you know i'm not going to blame this for why they're not in the playoffs but um you know it is what it is. It's just uh, it's it's not a good look for the NFL. You look at other leagues with the NBA, and I know I know you, I know you're not a big fan of the NBA and how they tank openly. Yeah, but at least 
in the NBA, I'll give it the fact that literally one superstar can change the course of your team. But if you don't get that superstar, like Philly, how many, how long did they tank for the 76ers? Trust the process. Yeah, they're still, they're above average team, but they're not like uh, that yeah. Yeah, I think they still have like trust the process in their advertisements and stuff. It's like going on seven years now of trusting the process, and uh, you know it's tough when when you have your you know your best player uh, can't play two games in a row. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, let's trust the process. Let me get let's how about we get a guy that can play two nights in a row? Uh, but. Yeah, I, I, yeah, there are differences, obviously, but it's it's still tough when when you know a team tanked on purpose. Well, and, like Joe Judge said, you res- you have to respect the game and the amount of effort that everyone put in to make this season happen, and that was a slap in the face to all the family members and shit who, all the people who didn't get COVID because they were staying home and basically locked down. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you feel about what he said? You thought that you like that? Yeah, I like that speech. I mean, he, he also blamed the Giants for, you know, not being better. That yeah. They didn't deserve it. Yeah, I, th- I think he, you know, he, he's had his issues this year, but I, I think for the most part, Judge has done a good job. Uh, you know, the Giants were competitive. We talked about that. And uh, for a team that, you know, really is is in shambles on the offensive side of the ball with their you know starting with the quarterback position uh you know to to do what they did and be competitive you have to kind of take the positives out of it but uh yeah i mean not 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 the way that the nfl wanted to end the season you know literally the last game and uh and that's what you get not not what you want as a league so uh before we get into you know, our recap of how we did with our preseason picks and, and, you know, the overall regular season picks that we had, uh, where do you, I'm just curious where you think Deshaun Watson's going to end up because this is the big talk right now. Star quarterback signed a big deal in the off season and he's obviously unhappy with the Texans. So do you think that he's going to end up somewhere else? Um, I would have to say, it's very hard for a superstar player to get traded in the NFL. You have to do a lot. Yeah, I mean, look at look at. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell wanted out, and he had to sit out a whole year. Like, yeah. like that's what you have to do to get traded. Uh, and and I know you know we were talking about it the other day offline, and uh, you know if he really wanted out, why sign the extension? Yeah, uh, he was he was promised so many things, but he also signed the extension with Bill O'Brien still there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing has been weird, and I've been I've been following it. I don't know how much you've been looking at it, but it just seems like you know. I think he he tried to go about it in an NBA way, where you know he wanted to sit with the front office and be in with the interviews with the coat with the GMs, and he wanted to have a say. He wanted the players to have a say. And then the team just says, eh, whatever, we're going to hire who we want to hire. And he finds out through social media. Well, um, he he was given assurance that he'd be in the meetings. I don't know necessarily if his say would have had any impact either way. Yeah. I don't know how it could. 
I mean, I know you want to keep your star, but again, like this isn't the NBA where you're 12, you have 12 people on your, on your active roster. I mean, you have 50, you have 50 something guys that you take uh, to every game. And, you know, it's kind of like, you can't, you can't go with, you can't go with just the opinion of one guy. This isn't LeBron James, you know? I do think there are bigger issues here. Um, Race-wise, maybe, because I know the former Texas owner, the dad, Bob McNair, had had some issues with the kneeling at uh, the National Anthem. Hmm. And then they don't even interview, uh, even request or interview the Kansas City offensive coordinator, which is insane. Why would you not want him? Yeah, I think, I mean, that guy's name has been going around for, it feels like, forever now. And I don't know I don't know what the deal is, but he's not getting hired as a head coach. I think the Jets talk to him. Uh, a lot of teams have requested to talk to him, but... I think every open spot is requested to talk to him, except the Texans. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. Uh, but, you know, you can't rule anything out, especially in this day and age, that that's something like that might be going on. So I, I honestly, I think I, if I had to guess now, I would, I would say that he doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, I'm leaning that way. But uh, a hypothetical trade I threw out was if I was the Jets, I would trade that number two overall pick for him. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're and this is the thing, I, I heard some stuff today that, you know, if Urban Meyer gets hired by the Jags, then he would be more inclined to take Justin Fields because of his ties to Ohio State. I don't really believe that for a second. I think Urban Meyer, if he gets that first pick, he knows that Trevor Lawrence is the guy. I think I think this is just more of a of a cool story. Where oh Urban Meyer, you know he recruited Justin Fields. I don't think that he ever coached Justin Fields. Um, maybe like one season or some. I would not hire Urban Meyer because it's it's basically like a two year coach. It's oh I have health issues or oh my family. I'm dedicating too much time to being coach and then he leaves. He's done this what like his last three jobs. He's just left after like two or three years. Yeah, he's he's been around. Um, I think that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think that it's it's dangerous because it sounds like if they brought him in, they would just give him the keys to the kingdom. And, uh, you know, it's it, I don't know what the deal is with that these days. A lot of teams do that. They bring in the guy, you know, um, you know, you think they did it with John Gruden, but then they hired Mayock and you wonder how much, how much, you know, uh, it's hard for me to imagine that a GM m- making less money than the head coach would actually be making a lot of the decisions. I don't know. Oh. It seems it seems odd to me. I don't know. You'd be surprised because you remember Gase got the previous Jets GM fired and put in his guy he wanted. Yeah. So that and that's that's the thing. It's you know little, you just want you, <laughs> you got. The Texans GM fired and became the Texans GM and screwed the franchise. Yeah, that's a, what. A, what a story that is. You know, he gets hired as the head coach. He pushes out the GM and says, "Oh, hire me as a GM," 
and he's the offensive coordinator. I know we kind of joked about this a few few months ago, but the guy was the head coach, the GM, the OC. And it's like, all right, but if he's the GM, can he fire himself as the head coach but still be the GM? <laughs> it's just like all those interesting avenues that you could go down. And I know there was a lot a lot of people were making fun of that. So uh, but yeah, it sounds like it sounds like we both kind of think that he's going to stay put. The Jets trade, uh, you know what you're getting. If they're going to take a second overall pick, and you know they're guaranteed one of those two quarterbacks if they want them, obviously you're going to have to throw some more in there. But the Jets have the capital to do it. Yeah, but that that second overall pick is worth so much that you're probably only going to have to throw in like a fourth, maybe a couple like pick swaps in the late rounds and the texans are starving for picks they don't have any picks so uh you know that second overall pick looks even better to them because they don't have one they don't have any first round picks i don't think they till the third round oh no no the second round they have the cardinals second rounder for hopkins yeah so yeah i'm sure that they that that's uh appetizing to them uh, especially if Deshaun Watson is is uh, is unhappy, and the Jets, they also would be getting a guy that they know what they you know they know what they're getting, and he's already under contract, uh, so it could be a win-win. Especially if like like I said, uh, Deshaun Watson wants out so bad, so it's something to keep an eye on. A lot of people are talking about it. I I think he stays uh, because it's just you know you really need a lot to happen to move a guy like that and you're asking, you know, you're going to be asking a lot and teams have to give up a lot. So I just think he stays put, but any final thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, I'm leaning staying put. It's the thing is, if you're one of those top teams looking at a quarterback to draft odds are like a lot of these quarterbacks aren't going to hit. It's very rare that, you get like a 2003 draft where you get Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers. Usually it's like 50-50, these yeah. first-round quarterbacks. Yeah, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, he's like the best quarterback prospect since Dan Marino and, you know, a lot of people are saying Andrew Luck. Um, so he seems to be the closest thing to a sure, a sure deal, but... Uh, yeah, after I mean Justin Fields, he's looked great um, at times. He's looked pretty mediocre at times. He had some struggles this year against some tough defenses. But yeah, I mean you never know. It's a crapshoot, and you just got to hope you hit on the right guy. I mean when the Jets drafted Darnold, everybody thought that he was the guy, and turns out he, you know, maybe he just doesn't have enough around him, which I think we can all agree he doesn't. But uh, every- normally, Darnold is the best quarterback in that draft. That was like every. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he was a lot of people had him at the top. And and then you look at, you know, Herbert comes out and what what he's got going on. I mean, he's got some weapons, but uh the Chargers are not a very good team and he's putting up crazy numbers over there. You know, it's uh, a lot of it is the, you know, the quarterback and and sometimes the quarterback raises the team to to a level that is better than what people thought. So, and Darnold really hasn't done that. He's, and he's been so injury prone. Uh, I think the jets jets will probably move on from him. Um, 
if they don't, like you said, if they don't maybe use that two to trade for for another quarterback or or something like that. But um, yeah, that's that. Those are our thoughts. Uh, let's let's jump into a recap from this season. Um, we'll start with our. I know you you have our preseason picks for the division winners, and uh, and then our our overall records for this year. So why don't you read those off for us? All right. Um. Yeah. The beginning of the season, we each picked uh, every division winner. So uh, let's see how we did. We were both on the Cowboys in the NFC East, and uh, it was a bad pick. Yeah, I'd say so. The <laughs> uh, Washington football team actually won the division. They were plus 1,300. Wow. So. I mean, if you told me that the, that they were going to go 6 and, or 7 and 9, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they never win the division, but hey, you never know. <laughs> so You'd be like, okay, that's a good season for them, but I don't think they're winning the division. Yeah. And then in uh, the NFC South, you were on the Bucks, and I was on New Orleans. I hit that at minus 125. Then we jumped to the North. You were on Green Bay, which was plus 180 you hit at. And I had Detroit. That was a pretty bad pick. And then over in the West, uh, you had Arizona. I had Seattle at plus 220 that hit. And then we killed in the AFC, both going three and four. We were both on Buffalo at plus 120, both on Tennessee at plus 150. We both missed the Ravens at minus 255, and we both hit the Chiefs at minus 455. So you went four and eight in the division, four out of eight. You got division winners you got right. I got five out of eight division winners right. So I would say pretty good overall. Yeah, I mean, you got a 50-50. You know, uh, the Cardinals looked good for a while, uh, and then they just fell off. Lost some good, so lost some tough division games. I uh, had a chance to, to at least get into the playoffs, but... Um, well, that- knock on Kyler Murray coming out was is he too small for the NFL and he took a beating he he took a couple hits and there was that three week stretch where he wasn't running anymore and then he got hurt the most important game of the season week 17 yeah and they lose to uh Wolford (laughs) (laughs) the guy that he was uh what was he doing he was they they talked about it a bunch on the on the uh, broadcast of what he was doing before he when he got the call to come back to the NFL or something I forget what it was something 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 wild but um, yeah I mean the uh, the Cardinals were my kind of like shot in the dark pick and and I was pretty excited about them for a while and then they fell off so um, pretty chalky for the most part uh, especially in the in the AFC. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know for the, for the AFC championship game, you have that too. You have that, the AFC and NFC. Yeah. Um, I still have everyone alive. Unfortunately, you do not have everyone alive here. Cowboys. Yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> what do I got here? I have, I have Seattle playing New Orleans in the championship game. And then I have Casey and Buffalo playing in the AFC Championship game. And, but I don't think the Seattle-New Orleans can happen in the 
championship game because they're two and three. So they will eventually have to play each other prior to that. Yeah, unless the one seed loses, right? Yes, that's true. Yeah. So that I mean that's that's really the only way, but yeah, you're basically yeah. It's that that'll be that'll be a tough tough call. Um especially with going having to go to Green Bay in uh in January and, and yeah, just January I guess, but nobody wants to do that. Uh, I think I had the same in the AFC. I had the the, yes, the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah. So I'm that that look the way the Bills are playing. I mean, that looks like that that would be the odds-on favorite uh, matchup for the uh, championship game. And okay. yeah, and in the NFC, I think I had the Cowboys and the Saints. Did I have the who? I don't. Know. I I think I had the Bucks winning the. I had the Bucks winning the division, but I had the Saints making it. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It was the Cowboys and the Saints. So, uh yeah. I mean, really miss big time on the Cowboys. That hurts. That hurts. But hey, up until the last week of the season, they had a chance to make the playoffs. So I was still still hoping again. But uh, yeah. So not. I mean, not bad. I mean, you got you got everybody there. Um, you know, both of your, both your championship picks are, are, you got, you got two in the top three in the NFC, you got the two in the three seed and you got the one in the two seed in the AFC. So, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good job by you, uh, getting those, getting those picks. So, uh, let's get to you. Do we do our overall records? You want to do the overall records? Yeah. Um, you killed it this year. You were 48, 34 and two. You were plus 920 on the season. You hit for 57% of your bets. Meanwhile, I had a pretty poor showing at 40, 42, and 1. I was minus 600 on the season, and I hit at 48%. It's tough with those, you know, you could be, you could be a 500 pick, but with the, with the way they have it, you know, the house always wins. So 50-50 is actually uh, a, a losing, uh, you're losing money. 52 is about the break-even point. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the, not not uh, not too upset with the season that I had. 14 games over 500. Throw a couple ties in there, and uh, just under just under 10 unit profit on the season. So, I'll take it. And uh, um, with that, let's get to let's get to our playoff picks. We're gonna pick every game this week. Saturday and Sunday, three games apiece. We're going to go through each of them and give you our picks for uh, for Wild Card Weekend. So we'll just go in order here. We'll start with Saturday, 105. The Bills at home hosting the Colts. Right now the Bills are, and this is off DraftKings Sportsbook, the Bills right now are a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in this one? I like the Bills. I mean, you mentioned it earlier that the Bills are probably the hottest team in the NFL right now. I know the Colts' defense is actually a lot better than people think because there's no like flashy names on the Colts' defense, but I just can't pick up against the Bills right now with how they're playing. Yeah, and the whole thing with you know Philip Rivers is just a, a turnover waiting to happen. It seems like uh, I am going to jump on the Bills' bandwagon as well. And uh, for a lot of the for a lot of the reasons of, of that you already listed, uh, the Bills are just they were they're just like destroying. They just destroyed the Dolphins. 
Um, and the starters only played a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, their defense is really coming around over the past, you know, the last quarter of the season. Their defense has has played very well. Uh, I'm just looking up their their schedule here. I want to see what what they're they've actually been doing. Let's see here. All right, so they finish off the season 56-26 over the Dolphins. They beat the Patriots 38 to nine. They beat. The Broncos, 48-19. to 19. Like, these are just – they're just destroying teams. The last three games of the season, not even not even close. 30-point win, 29-point win, 29-point win. They beat the Steelers by 11. They beat the 49ers by 10. Chargers by 10. That's one, two, three, four, five, six straight wins by double digits. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, there's nobody hotter than this team. Um, the only thing that worries me is that, uh, I, I don't know, actually, I think that, I think the minus six and a half, I think that that's, that's, that's pretty much spot on. That's like where, right where I would like it to be. Uh, the bills winning by a touchdown. I don't think this is an overreaction to how the bills just demolish teams towards the end of the year. So I, I kind of like it. And, uh, right now you're getting, you're getting better money with the bills. It's minus one Oh eight right now. So, um, I don't. I just don't. Yeah, I just don't see how you pick against them. So let's go to the 4:40 game tomorrow. Seahawks at home, favorite by three over the Rams. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're going with the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks. They were my preseason Super Bowl winner pick, so I have to ride them. And uh, we still don't know how healthy Jared Goff is. It sounds like he's going to give it a go, but. I don't know. I a thumb injury on your throwing hand sounds like the worst injury for a quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm a little surprised that this line isn't a little bit bigger. It says or a bit yeah, a little bit bigger. I it says he's good, but his status is still uncertain. Um and yeah, it's a thrum on his it's a thrum. It's a thumb on his throwing hand. So uh, even if he plays, how effective is he going to be? And if they have to go with that guy again, Wolford, it's it's not going to be good because the I mean the Seahawks are a team that their defense has stepped up, you know, pretty nicely over the last couple weeks too. Yeah, they've definitely improved from being one of the worst pass defenses. <laughs> yeah, they were they were on historic pace to begin the year. And yeah, it says it's, it says he's up in the air right now. Uh, his status will be announced 90 minutes before game time. But yeah, I mean, even if he plays, are you, are, are you really thinking that the Seahawks can't win by at least three? I mean, they and they're at home. Two close games. The Rams won the first game, 23 to 16. And the Seahawks beat them two weeks ago, 20 to nine. And that was with a healthy Jared Goff. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I Seahawks minus three, I'm I'm jumping all over that. And it looks like the way things are going that it's going to, uh, you know, if you get on it now, it's now's the time. Because if they say golf isn't playing, this number is going to jump. Yeah, to I would say minus six, seven. Yeah, I think it could jump a, a very large number. And... If they say that he is playing, I don't really see it changing that much. 
I don't think them saying golf playing is going to ch- is going to drop this by a half or a full point. I think I think the number is only going to get bigger from here. So if you're if you're feeling Seahawks jump on them now, which we both are. Uh, let's get to the Saturday night game. Washington football team, uh, NFC East division winners is hosting a playoff game at seven and nine against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are favored at minus eight despite being on the road in this wild card weekend. So how do you feel about this one? Um, I can't believe they put Washington in another Saturday night game. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably, I mean, if anything, they should have pushed them to Sunday because they played Sunday night. They should have just put them on Sunday, like at one Oh five. Yep. Uh, I was just looking up the weather to make sure. All right. This is a. I think Tampa Bay wins this game. By by eight or more. Uh, yes, I do. I think uh, Tampa Bay's defense is surprisingly great against like pass catching running backs. They always shut down McCaffrey. Kamara doesn't play well against them, so I don't see. The Redskins' like main attack is JD McKissick. Yeah, yard dump offs. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way on this. Only, mainly because that D line for the the Washington football team is like they're just studs up front, and that's the way that you're gonna at least have a chance to beat Brady. Brady, he gets rid of the ball so quick, uh, but if you can get him, I mean, we've seen those Giants fans, if you can get him off his timing and, and off his spot, uh, that's that's the only chance that you really have. I think they can do it. I don't think they are able to do it enough to where they win the game, but I think this will be a closer game, uh, and Washington plus eight. I think Alex Smith, is he's, a little, he's more conservative. He doesn't take a lot of shots. He's not going to really turn the ball over too much, even though he had a couple interceptions against the Eagles. Um, I think that, uh, that Washington keeps it close, but I do agree that Tampa Bay wins. Um, so that, that'll be the first one that we, that we are, are uh, in conflict on. Um, so let's... Uh, they did play each other earlier in the season. What was the score of that? I think Washington actually won. Um, let's see. Yeah, they played. No, the last time they played was 2018. Is that correct? No, because they played the NFC East this year, so they had to play. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like. No, they did not play Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. That must have just been like a weird scheduling thing. They played the they played the NFC West this year. Yeah, the and, West Coast teams. Yeah. Yeah. So the Giants just the Giants played Tampa Bay, um, and they were the, they were like the one the one team that they threw in there. There's always a, a couple random ones just because of the game the amount of games that are played, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think Washington plays them plays them well up front, and um, you know Tampa Bay doesn't really run the ball too much, so so we'll see. I, th- I think it's just going to be closer. But uh, let's jump to the Sunday game. This is a rematch from 
So was this wild card? No, this wasn't wild card weekend last year. Yes, it um, was. Was this? Yep. The Ravens were uh, uh, playing uh, wild card weekend? Uh, no, no. Divisional. Divi- yeah, divisional. Because the Ravens had a bye. Um, and the Titans, Titans beat them. Uh, in the divisional round, and now the Titans are at home, and they're they're a three point underdog. So the Ravens are a three point favorite on the road in Tennessee. Um, this is this is a tough one. What do you think about this? This is who scores first. <laughs> Might probably wins the game because we all know the Ravens probably don't come back from any deficit. Yeah, the, uh, the way the Titans have been playing. I mean. The Titans, and you know, if you were following us on Twitter, uh, you know, we put a big, big chunk down on the Titans last week, and their defense is just atrocious. Their defense is just awful, and the Ravens should have their way. But yes, I, I agree. If the Titans get out to a lead and they're able to just run the football, which is what they want to do, and keep Lamar Jackson off the field. Uh, the Ravens are not going to be able to come back in this game. Um, I agree with you there. I still, yeah, Ravens though. You're going to go Ravens after watching Tennessee's defense. Yeah, I I think I, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to go with the better defense in this one. I think both offenses are going to be able to do whatever they want. And better, um, the Ravens have a solid kicker and. The Titans' yeah. kicking issues have been well diagnosed this season. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good. You you usually forget about the special teams. That's a good point. Justin Tucker is as automatic as it gets. I think he missed a field goal last week, and it was his first miss of the season or something. Yeah, and it's it's almost like you know you look outside, you're like, is it a full moon or, you know, is the world ending because Tucker missed a kick? But uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Ravens have the better defense. Both offenses are dynamic. It's hard to pick against the Titans with Derrick Henry because they just, like, you know, they've just when they when they got it going, they got it going, and and it's hard to shut them down. So, but I do like the way the Ravens are playing. I mean, you look at the last five games; they really played not so great teams. I think yeah. they're, I think right. their overall record they're like they're almost like thirty games under five hundred combined. And so obviously that doesn't really give you a good glimpse as to how they, you know, they're beating the teams that they should beat. So you can't say anything about that, but this is going to be one of the more interesting games uh, on the slate um, because of the history of last year as well. So, uh, but we're both on the Ravens there at minus three. 440 on Sunday, Saints hosting the Bears. Saints are a 10 point favorite. This is the biggest spread on wildcard weekend and to be honest i didn't even know the bears made the playoffs <laughs> what do you think about this game the bears made the playoffs because the cardinals couldn't take care of business yeah they backed their way into the playoffs got a gift from the cardinals couldn't beat freaking some backup quarterback off the street and this te- this is a big spread but you think the Saints are able to uh, get a double-digit win? I'm going to say yes, just because the Saints actually have a solid defense. The Saints do worry me because you got Kamar coming back from COVID this week, which 
you think that's why they put the game Sunday? Because if it was a Saturday game, he wouldn't have been eligible to come off the COVID list. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That might be why the, the Washington football team is shoved back into that, uh, that primetime spot again. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're on, you know, I, I, I don't know the bears and I'm, I'm looking up their schedule right now because the last, the last few weeks, once they put Trubisky back in, they were, they were a different offense. Uh, Trubisky, you know, he's more mobile and makes some plays outside the pocket. Their running game got, got just so much better. And I'm just looking at the. I was hoping that it would bring bring up the box. Here we go. Yeah, so they scored in their last. They scored thirty plus in four of the last five. Obviously, last week they lost to the Packers, only put up sixteen. But four straight games before that, they put up thirty plus. And that defense is kind of hit or miss. I think. I think the way the Saints play, I think the Bears can keep it close. And the ten, the ten for you know for a playoff game is just a little too much. Even though the Bears are eight and eight, uh, it's it's a little too much for me to take. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bears plus ten, and just you know bank on a hey, they they got the running game going. Um, the last few games, Montgomery's just looked. Looked great, and they're feeding him the ball. Thirty-two carries against the Vikings, um, and these were these were pretty much blowout wins. But tw- you know, another twenty-three carries against the uh, the Jaguars two weeks ago. So they they're going to run the football. I think that they're they're going to keep it close. And with the way the Saints play, I think they're able to do that. So let's finish up with the COVID Sunday. Plans. Yeah, Sunday night game. Who's out in this one? The head coach? I don't even know. It's it's hard to keep track. They haven't pushed the game out of that spot or pushed it back to Monday. I don't think they can. Yeah, let's see here. Let's take a look. I know Stefanski's out. Um, Let's see. Looks like Denzel Ward is on the COVID list. As is fellow cornerback Kevin Johnson, so they might be without their first, their their top two corners, and one of their uh, starting offensive linemen is on the COVID list too. Yep, Joel Joel Batonio and wide receiver Hodge. He tested positive. Uh, defensive end Olivier Vernon is on injured reserve. He's got an Achilles injury, so not COVID related, but still. Yeah, he just tore it last week, actually. Yeah, he had nine sacks this year. It was something that. You know, the Giants could have used. Three years in New York, he didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, to be, I mean, Leonard Williams, I mean, should this guy have been an all-pro or? I don't I mean, know. He's going to get paid like one. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, just so many so many issues here um, with the Browns. So, the, right now the Steelers are at home and they're a minus six favorite. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. I'm yeah. going to take the minus six. You know what? Because you saw what happened last week. I mean, the Browns almost lost to the Steelers, and the Steelers really weren't playing anybody. And now you're out all these people on top of it. Yeah. 
So I'm, I like the Steelers minus six. I think that this is just a lot of excitement from like, oh, the Browns are in the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. But I, I read something a couple of weeks ago. I said, and it said, uh, it said like, don't don't worry, guys. We'll we'll soon be able to bet against the Browns in the playoffs. <laughs> like it's a sure thing. You know, you bet against the Browns, you're going to win some money. So, uh, and I think that's the case here. I don't I don't really see this being. You know, the Steelers. You never know. They their offense sputters out. And they can't run the football. But I think, you know, at this time of year, Steelers football, it's going to be cold. I could see Mayfield having some trouble. Roethlisberger has, has been there, done that. And uh, I'll, I'll take the Steelers all day, minus six. Yep. All right. So uh, let me recap our picks here. We're both on the Bills, minus six and a half. Both on Seattle, minus three. You're on Washington, plus eight. I'm on the Bucks, minus eight. Both on the Ravens minus three. You took the Bears plus ten. I took the Saints minus ten. And both on the Steelers at minus six. All right. So the two picks we disagree on here are uh, Tampa Bay, Washington, and Bears, Saints. Other than that, uh, the other four games, we are lockstep, uh, ready to go for wildcard weekend. So uh, we took a little hiatus from, uh, you know, tweeting out some of our picks because we were we were putting that on hold. And uh, I'm sure, Austin, you're going to have some prop bets ready to go for tomorrow. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, you're I, I don't know what it is I, with you, you. You're always a big prop bet guy in the playoffs. Yeah, they're uh, they're fun. I just and, uh, I am. <laughs> hey, and I don't know how we haven't mentioned this yet, but New York Looks like they're going to be rolling out some mobile, uh, some mobile, you know, sports betting soon. I don't actually, I can't say soon. I don't know when. It's Cuomo has attached it to the budget, the bill. So. Got to get that money back. Basically, New York needs money. That's that's what. <laughs> I think there's 17 billion in debt, New York State. So. If they can get some of that back, I think I think what I saw was New Jersey did like five five billion or something like that. Yeah, New Jersey did more than Vegas did this year. Yeah, and a a lot of that came from New York City. A lot of that was people coming over from New York to place bets. So I'm sure New Jersey's not too happy about it because now they're going to, the New Yorkers can stay in New York and, and still do the same stuff. But uh, yeah, that's a big, that's a big deal because we get all, we look at, you know, DraftKings Sportsbook and FanDuel Sportsbook and it's just so much easier to use than a lot of the other sites. I mean, you got tons of prop bets. You could do pretty much anything and, uh, and, and figure it out. So Looking forward to that. Um, once once we get some more information on that, maybe we'll we'll do a little uh, segment on that, just kind of an update of, of what's going on and what to look forward to as as New York gambling potentially becomes a reality. So, um, but we'll keep we'll keep a close eye on that. But first things first, let's get through Wild Card Weekend. You heard our picks. Austin's going to tweet out some prop bets tomorrow, so keep an eye out for that. He's been hot, he's been red hot, and uh, why don't you throw out our social media and then we'll get out of here. Hey. Um- Follow us on Twitter at Square the Sharp. We're on Instagram at Squaring Up the Sharp. YouTube is Squaring Up the Sharp. Uh, you can email us at squaringuptheSharp at gmail.com. And like and subscribe as always. Give us those five star reviews. And that's it. 
five star reviews for some five star men and uh we will see you after wildcard weekend check us out on twitter make sure you're that's where we're most active so uh make sure to check us out on twitter and we will see you for a divisional round next week austin why don't you sign us off my friend here's to squaring up the sharp <laughs>